Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 27 of Frame Skip. I am one of your co hosts, Austin Eller, and I am joined by the lovely Seth Slakehouse. How's it going, Seth? Oh, uh, you know, it's going pretty good, bud. It's glad, I'm, I'm glad to be here with you today. I don't know why anyone wants to be on a show and, and talk to me for an hour and a half every week, but, uh, you know, I'll take it. Yeah, it's, uh, it. it's a good time. Well, also, um, I am contractually obligated to be here um, yeah. by blood. Yeah, if, if you don't show up, the two of us have to show up every week because, as mentioned prior to this show, we are the OGs. We, we have are. Been podcasting the longest out of the four of us and so if we don't show up then the streak is broken god we should do something for for our 10 year we should anniversary for podcasting i gotta we should get married (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't expecting that i'm gonna look up and see when the first gaming arena podcast went live so if i'm not mistaken i want to say oh gosh i started talking to you our friend group. I think I started talking to you a little later, but the the central person in our friend group who we no longer speak with, um, I started talking to him when Uncharted 3 came out. So that was November 1st, 2011. And then I believe you and I started talking like in January or so of that year. And I want to say we started the original podcast, I guess would have been like March or February of 2012. There were six of us in the original group. Yes. Chris, Jordan, Rob, Justin, you, and me. Yeah. And then the first episode went up on January 29th, 2012. Yeah. So we got a little, about a year and a half until we're 10 years out, bud. Yeah. That's, that's, that's crazy. A, yeah, I know. I'm old. I'm super old. <laughs> like, I'm too old. <laughs> I mean, on a, on a real note, though, like it's it's crazy that it's been 10 years almost since we yeah. we met each other. I mean, I guess it's been about nine almost, but... And then Justin yeah. blew up on YouTube and started making a career yeah. out of it. And then he just threw it away. He was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Justin exploded. Um, and actually, I want to say he was one of the most popular cartoon oh, he... channels on YouTube. Yeah. I forget what his his username was. But if you ever watched like cartoon YouTubers or whatever, like he was one of the largest of the bunch. It was stuff with Scout Fly. Yes. Stuff with Scout That's Fly. What it was. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, that was crazy. And I've kind of kept up with him. I know he still posts videos every now and then. Does but... he? Because I thought he yeah, took out he all like, stuff. He like rebranded, but I think he does stuff with um it might be his girlfriend or somebody. Oh, there he is. But yeah, if you're if you're an OG, you know, Seth and Austin listener, then huh. uh you, you got some content from Justin out there to to look into if you want to. Yeah, dude. But huh. interesting stuff. Yeah, you know, I, I always think about what could have happened had we, you know, continued making videos and stuff. You mean like with the original group? Well, not necessarily that, but like obviously Justin exploded and for a while there like my viewership was starting to go up i I think i got to around a thousand subscribers by the time i stopped which at the time was like pretty big for me yeah because i because you went you kept going a little after me yeah i got got bored with youtube but i've had three videos go viral that i never capitalized on i had three videos go viral and then i was like i was like ah i'll make another video whenever i feel like it when i should have just capitalized and kept making videos when they went viral because that would have made the the sense thing i probably would have had a vastly different life right now but hey what can you do now now it's impossible to get popular on youtube yeah and like i mean even with with retro and modern when we did that show i know that youtube channel had about 250 subscribers or so which i mean a lot of them weren't active but you know i still feel like and Seth and I were just talking about this, and we we do have a very steady fan base for 
for frame skip, but we're having a hard time figuring out how to, to grow it. And so I, you know, had we continued RM, maybe that would have happened, but I'm still happy with what we have. It's still a good show. The thing that does bug me is the fact that we're so much better than a lot of people that get yes. more views than us. And we just don't have the exposure. I'm not sure yeah. how to change that. Like, there's something we're missing, Austin. There's something we're missing. And I don't know what that thing is. And it drives <laughs> me crazy. It drives me crazy. I really don't know. The only thing I can say is we just got to keep on trying. You know, I I will say oh, this yeah. and we, we need to say this more. I feel like, I, you know, I hate to like put ourselves out there and be like, smash that like button. But seriously, if you guys have friends that are like into games or like that you think would enjoy this podcast, share it with them. Like it really does help. I've gotten plenty of podcast recommendations that I now like actively listen to. So please share the show, whether it's retweeting it or sharing it on Facebook or sending it somewhat privately to someone or whatever it may be. It does. It really does help. And we're, we're still figuring things out. We're kind of in that, that early phase of the show still. It's only been about six months, but we're still in our first year. Yeah. I'm still happy with what we're doing though. I still think this is drastically better than, than anything we made on an R&M. So. You, think it, you think so? Yeah, I think so. Quality-wise, I would say. I think content, content-wise, I mean, our, our content on RNM was pretty good. Yeah, it, was pretty funny. it always was. I think. I think we've always done pretty well. So yeah, uh, Coach and Elijah are still not here this week. They are still dead, as mentioned last week. But I, I honestly, if I'm being quite honest with you. They're never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> we forced them out with a majority yes. vote. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but really, I'm sure they'll be back soon. I know Coach has had a lot going on, and I think Elijah is still at work. So it's just, it's been a lot for both of them. But we're here. We're here to keep you entertained and, and chill out. But uh, Seth, how's your how's your last week been? Uh, it's been pretty good, man. I've been working quite a bit lately. Actually, I... Uh, I worked overtime today. I just got off work a little bit ago. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was it was a rough day because uh, every six weeks we go down and then we all have to come in and we do all the cleaning and stuff. And, and yeah. as, as you can imagine, a giant paper machine, it gets really dirty and disgusting. So mm-hmm. I get sprayed with dirty, rotten pulp <laughs> and, and like a whole bunch of nasty, rotten stuff. And uh, it sucks. But like I said, it's only once every six weeks. But I've yeah. been... Uh, Playing a lot of good games this last week. Uh, you know, of course, Final Fantasy 14. I've never stopped playing Final Fantasy 14. I, I can't stop for some reason. It's like, yeah, you know, it's, a, it's an impulsive problem I have. <laughs> I switched servers. I didn't end up switching servers. I don't know if I told, I told this on the podcast yet, but I joined a new free company and I've been hanging out with them on Discord every day and talking to them. So that's pretty cool. And then um, I started playing Near Automata finally. Oh. I, I started getting really into that and, um, God, that game's so good. Like, it's so good. I have not played it. You need to play it, especially because you like uh, you loved Metal Gear Rising, right? Yeah, and Bayonetta and the Transformers one they made. I love all those games. So yeah, Nier's near super good. It had some problems running on my PC originally. Really? Yeah, and then I talked to someone in that Discord group, and they were like, "Oh, it's like broken on PC. You got to download a patch." So I went and like downloaded like the the popular mods on Nexus or whatever, and it works. It works fine, and it also looks a little better than than normal. Metal uh, Gear Rising is the same way. And I don't know if it's just their engines or what it is. I know Rising obviously is like probably 10 years old at this point. But if I'm not mistaken, there was some weird bug where like it wouldn't run in 60 frames per second, like without a patch or something. It would like cap at 30. Hmm, it was very cool. odd. So, yeah, I don't really know. Yeah, and then I've been playing Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning, which finally hmm. came this week uh, after a two-week delay from Amazon, which was real yeah. nice. Real nice of them. Really appreciated that. <laughs> <laughs> I um I got the collector's edition. That's the only reason it took so long. So we had the collector's edition, mm-hmm. and I uh, I unboxed it on my stream, 
and the statue that comes with the collector's edition is like horrifying it, it's so ugly really I was like i was like oh so i spent an extra 50 dollars, and and then i had to get it delayed two weeks just so i can get this horrifying <laughs> ugly statue of this um assassin she's like a main character in, in the main story part mm-hmm. of the game and she's like she has like no shading on her at all like on her skin or anything she was like, like oh, a clay God. figure and her eyes are like real big and like <laughs> the, the, like there's like dead i'm like oh God, yeah that's stupid they, they make like significantly better quality anime figures and whatnot for 20 or 30 dollars you can find at like gamestop Mm-hmm. or you know your statue retailer of choice and they they look really good because like bandai namco has this thing down but when they go to make collector's editions they want to make as much profit as possible that's why they, they do the collector's editions yeah because they upcharge for all this crap of course and um it's just it's a little annoying because it's the first collector's edition i've gotten and like you know like forever and then I, I was instantly reminded of why I don't buy collector's editions anymore. Because like I was like, oh, this game's coming out. Like I'm really excited for it. I love Kingdoms of Omelette. It's one of my favorite yeah. games in the last generation. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna splurge a little bit. I'll get the collector's edition so I have it. And then I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I forgot that. <laughs> like all the stuff that comes with collector's editions nowadays is complete garbage. And I've been burned by that many, many times. Like for instance, in in the Omelette one, there's the statue which is horrifically ugly. It's like something that a child would draw with crayon it comes with like a keychain which is, is fine but it's just a keychain right and then it comes with like these they put in the advertisement art and i was like oh there's an art book but it's not an art book it's like four oh art, god it's like four art postcards and i'm like what am i yeah. gonna do with this i don't, I don't, I don't I'm I, forget, I forget what game it was it might have been monster hunter world had the collector's edition and it came with a really cool nergigante statue which was awesome but i think maybe it was world i don't remember but it came with like an art book and the art book was literally like 15 pages. Oh yeah. Like it was worst, like, dude. this the is the, the worst. This is just some paper. Like, yeah, I, I don't want this. <laughs> that reminds me of, um, I think it was, do you remember when Arkham city came out and everyone was like flipping out in the gaming collecting community because the art book was part of the case. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I never thought that was that big of a deal. I was like, Oh, okay. Well you got like, yeah. Like, is that any different than a steel book? I don't. I, yeah, I've gotten to the point with collector's editions where, like, it's really for me, it's just Monster Hunter or Zelda. That's like pretty much the extent of what I'll buy. And even like, like Monster Hunter, and we'll get to this in a bit because I want to talk about this game. But they announced Monster Hunter Rise on Switch, and the collector's edition is literally like, it's just like a bundle with like one of the amiibos, and it has like some stickers and a pin. Yeah which the amiibo you can still buy outside of the collector's edition so it doesn't really make any sense at all my thing is is like like don't make them cheap if it's going to be a collector's edition yeah make it a collector's edition i, w- I will pay significantly more for a collector's edition because i want it yeah you know so like like there's no reason to make it you know 100 bucks make it 300 dollars. i'll pay 300 dollars if i buy one collector's edition every once in a while for a game i really really want mm-hmm. for instance the kingdoms of Almor one was 100 bucks if that statue was you know way better in quality and i paid 200 dollars for it i would have been way happier you know actually give us value for our dollar don't don't just give us crap yeah. in a box which is what the games of Omelor one was except again the game's great i love the game i'll never forget my favorite one was uh for breath of the wild they had a, a couple collector's editions and i got like the second tier there was like a more expensive one that came with like a it was like the master sword like embedded into like a stone or whatever like how oh, in the game he usually that. pulls it out yeah 
but it was so cheap and I'm so glad that I didn't buy it because that master sword, like people were getting it and it was just like bent like in the box it was yeah, just, it just looked like fury, like a like a pole noodle that was like bent I'm gonna look it up. i was like I, I was so happy that i did not buy that thing but though i will say the one i got i think it was a maybe 90 or 100 and it came with like this really nice like kind of te- textured map of uh hyrule and uh i forget what else it came with but it was worth it was worth that money but yeah that stupid hyrule sword god yeah, I love it when um, games sword. like like JR, or JRPGs or like Western RPGs, they give you a map of the world that you're going to be in. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. I really like I that. Yeah. And then you can like put it on your wall or something. Because uh, I still have my Skyrim one that came with the Skyrim oh, yeah. edition. I, I did. I don't know if they did it with Fallout 4, but I know they did it with 3 as well. They gave you a map of. Yeah. So, yeah, that was. I, I do miss those kind of things. I always yeah kind of like to see the maps and kind of just browse through them. But. Uh, did you get uh, Amalur? Did you get that on PS4 or on PC? I got it on PC. Okay, I was just curious. And it like, I don't know what like people were saying that they were disappointed in. I don't really know what they were expecting. It's it, quite perplexing to me because it really is just a, a remaster, and mm-hmm. it's like it's like not it's barely a remaster. It's it's basically a port to modern day yeah. consoles. But on I mean I haven't played it on PC or, or I'm sorry I haven't played it on PS4 or Xbox One, but on PC. Mm-hmm. If you jack the settings up, you know, um, all the way as far as they can go, yeah. it looks fine. It, you know, the, you put the super sampling up, the the filtering and, and the shadows up. It looks smooth and, and it looks fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people were expecting them to like redo the textures and stuff. It never really needed that because it's the 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 style of it, the art style of it is more super high fantasy, and it, it's a I don't want to call it cartoony, but it's a little animated like yeah. like like cartoony and it's not a realism type game so like the, the, you don't need realistic textures in the game uh and, and when you turn the settings up all the way it does look like a like a like a modern game that was drawn uh created in this art style yeah and i don't i don't really see a problem with that now i will say it does have performance issues like it has significant mm. performance issues in the weirdest places like normally games don't have performance issues indoors they have performance issues outdoors that's interesting and yeah. that's how i know it's not my computer it's a performance yeah. issue because like when i go indoors then all of a sudden the, the frame rate will drop and yeah that's very for, odd. for a little bit yeah it'll, it'll start it'll start having problems yeah. and other people are complaining about it too it's, it's also the reason i know but it's weird i never played it i always heard phenomenal things about that game oh yeah dude oh yeah it's super super good especially if you like high fantasy like i do the coolest thing about it is just the way you can customize your character you know Mm -hmm. um you can make your character one of like 40 different classes and he evolves through the class trees and stuff like that and then um the 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 world was written by r.a salvatore the world in the story do you know who he is no he's probably uh, i i think he's probably the second biggest fantasy writer of all time behind tolkien Wow. especially in the modern day like he, he he's wrote tons and tons of, of these really famous fantasy books yeah Arya salvatore is great and they he wrote a, a lot of the story in the world i i had heard some rumors going around i know they're doing some sort of expansion for it or something in the spring but i think uh, some people are curious if they're going to make a new one potentially so, i would like them to i think that there's a lot of potential there yeah i think people are kind of thinking potentially that expansion will kind of lead into whatever the second game will be but yeah, I need to play it. I need to get around to it. It looks like something I'd enjoy. But yeah, that's all you've been playing. Yeah, um, that pretty much just that. I 
I've, I'm starting to feel the fatigue of gaming so much lately. Like I've yeah. been gaming so much and like not doing anything else. I've been what if I'm not gaming at home, I'm watching Moist Critical videos. Do you know who Moist Critical is? No. Uh, his his name on YouTube. He's got a, he's one of the largest YouTube creators of all time. His, his name on YouTube is Penguins Zero. I want to say. Uh, that name does sound familiar. And he's 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 the dude that looks sort of Asianish, and he's got a super low monotone voice, and he just makes the hilarious commentary but he he's got a great stream he, he opens like thousands and thousands of packs of Yu-Gi-Oh cards on his stream <laughs> and uh he's like i don't have a problem and he go, he'll open the packs and he knows exactly which card in the, in the like it's always like the third card in the pack yeah. of Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever is like, is the valuable card and he'll get the camera and go three dollars and he'll like, <laughs> lay it down and like he, he starts adding up like like why would you say i'm gambling when i'm making profit like this <laughs> two dollars <laughs> it's just really funny like I, I crack up watching those videos that is pretty funny i you know i never really got into card games i i had some digimon cards when i was younger but that was really it but maybe that's for the better i know brandon is like super into magic and he said it's like really expensive so yeah, I got into like Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon as a kid, yeah. especially the Dragon Ball Z. I had a lot of Dragon Ball Z cards, but mostly Pokemon. Yeah, I honestly I haven't been playing too much. The only thing I've really been playing is uh, the, the Mario 3D All-Stars, which came out last week. Um, I've been super busy with work. I just had a lot going on, but I played probably the first, I, I think I 100%ed the first like six or seven worlds in Mario 64 so far. And um, I mean, it's it's Mario 64. It's it's upscaled and looks really good and plays well. I know it's supposedly emulated, which is interesting because I know N64 emulators in the past have kind of had had issues. Is is there N64 emulating on Twitch or on Switch? Apparently there is now, um, which I think is why some people are thinking this might be some sort of test run for like N64 GameCube Wii games on Switch in general, like that they just release. How do you know it's um, emulated? Somebody got a copy of the game and and got into the files, and it literally like it shows that there's like a ROM running essentially. Oh and, wow! Yeah, it's very very interesting. I think it's some sort of custom made em- emulator, but I'm not entirely sure. I would hope so. For so yeah. it comes from <laughs> Nintendo, <laughs> but it runs well. I, I, like I said, I know in the past N64 emulators are kind of tricky. There's not really any lag with the game. There's no like latency, which was a problem with uh, the Wii and Wii U Virtual Console for N64 games. Yeah, I mean, Mario 64 still holds up great. It's one of my favorite games of all time. It was the first video game I ever played. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I'm I'm, a, I'm pretty nostalgic towards it. So I think I'm a little biased on that front, but I still love it. It's still probably my favorite Mario game aside from maybe 3D World. But the one thing I have to say is, again, so far I haven't played Sunshine or, or Galaxy, but the collection feels very just thrown together, last minute decision. Like we needed something to release this fall. Something got delayed. Maybe it was 3D World or or Hyrule Warriors. No, well, well, why why do you oh. say it feels thrown together? There's just nothing. Like it's just the games. There's no. It's not really a celebration of Mario. I guess is is my odd kind of feeling about it. Like the the other Super Mario All Stars game. You know, you had the first one on the Super Nintendo. I think it was that kind of yeah. remade Mario One, Two, and Three with the Super Nintendo engine, which was okay. really cool. Yeah. And then you had the Wii version, which I I never bought, but I know it had like an art book and some soundtrack kind of stuff in it. And there's just none of that. Like there's there's a digital like soundtrack built into the game, but I don't know who would like carry around their Switch and listen to. Yeah, that's, even, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Oh, I did sell my Switch this past week. I forgot to say that. Yeah. So 
I mean, I'm still glad I bought it. Like, there's still really three really good games. And obviously, Sunshine can be kind of expensive to find a physical copy of. But at the end of the day, like, it just feels like if you want to play Mario, buy it. But it's not really like that celebration I was kind of looking for. The guy, when, I, when I sold my Switch, the guy at GameStop was, like, kind of giving me crap for selling it. And he's like, well, why do you want to sell it? And I was like, oh, I, I, I never I never play it. I haven't played yeah. it in, like, months. And... uh He's like, well, what about Mario? And I'm like, I don't like Mario. Well, you play Breath of the Wild? And I'm like, no, I, don't, I, I didn't like it. And he's just like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, what do you want me to say, buddy? I, I got it for Xenoblade. That's it. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, I understand it's a little harder to get into a, to switch games. And like you said before, I know not everyone's into like the handheld aspect. And that's my biggest problem with that and the 2DS is I just can't concentrate on, on a handheld. It's the weirdest thing. I don't know. Yeah. So that's all I've been playing, though. I mean, I if you like those games like I, I did, I still think it's worth the money for me. Like, I'm still going to play the living crap out of all three of those Mario games. But um you know, I was hoping for something a little more, but I definitely think it was something that they were just kind of throwing together to get something out. Makes sense. When's their next big, big game, Nintendo? They've got a few ports this fall. Um, Pikmin. When's Monster Hunter come out? Monster Hunter is March of next year. The oh, biggest okay. game this fall is is Hyrule Warriors, which is November. Does it annoy you that a new Monster Hunter game is coming out after you've dedicated so much time to Monster Hunter World? No. You got to start all over. No, because it gives you more content. I mean, it's all new stuff usually. So this is running on the world's engine, right? No, this is running on the Resident Evil en- engine. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. The art Let's style. I'm talking about. Cool. We're here. We're here. So. All right. Yeah. Let's, Let's get to the it. news. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I actually had a, two topics to talk about, but it was just that Monster Hunter Rise was announced, which is the new kind of full scale Monster Hunter game for Switch, and then. Monster Hunter Stories 2. That's got leaked beforehand, right? Yeah, it did. It did. It, Rise got leaked actually that morning, like fully. We had known for a while that there was like a Monster Hunter game coming for Switch that was going to be running on the Resident Evil engine. But that morning before it was announced, I want to say it was last Friday, like people were like, yeah, there's like dogs and it, you can travel anywhere. And so everyone already knew somehow. But it looks really cool. Basically, like there's a full on kind of grappling hook thing now. You can kind of like run up like any wall and like travel any distance basically yeah i'm watching i'm watching the video right now yeah and um, at first yeah, when i saw it, at first when i saw it i was like okay that's a little weird considering he's grappling onto nothing mm-hmm. um but then they explained it as like it's a bug that like you throw out and like the bug like is in the air and you like f- hang off the bug it guess. still doesn't like, make any sense <laughs> i'm like whatever you know i don't know what bug is gonna be able to carry a, a full-size person but yeah we'll take it but it looks really good i mean it's Essentially, Monster Hunter is kind of known for having like a full title, at least in the past. It kind of changed with four because it was only on 3DS, but it was known in the past as having like a full console title and then having one that was like on portable that was like essentially like took the stuff that came from that console title, implemented it into the, the mobile version and then added like a ton of new content with it. And that's essentially what this is, is it's taking the quality of life stuff that World had and adding more stuff, making it a little easier to pick up and go. Uh, what people have been referring to it as, essentially, is Monster Hunter World Portable. 
um, even though it's not going to really be world, it's just going to have some stuff from world and like kind of expanded on the ideas that world kind of created. Well, it sounds like, why do you say it wouldn't, it won't be monster in a world? Well, it's, there's new monsters. It's a new area. Well, no, I understand. I, I, I get that. You think it'll be a lesser game than monster in a world? Oh no, no. I think it'll be more. I think it'll have more than world, which is essentially what they've done in the past. I mean, I don't know how much you know about monster hunter but like i said the the psp ones that were like really popular back in the day they came from like the ps2 versions they were essentially ports of the ps2 versions but they were like greatly expanded on when they came out on psp the control sucked on them yeah awful they were terrible terrible. (laughs) they were so bad how to use the d-pad for the camera jesus christ i don't want to go back to that so you couldn't you couldn't move and turn the camera like at the same time it was awful well, you had to use the claw where you use like your thumb and then like your oh yeah your index finger was like on the D-pad. It was the worst. You know, there's a lot more to it and I don't want to go super in depth, but basically there's like a new dog companion, which is pretty cool. And um, it's still going to have that that cool four player online and it seems to be uh, a full, you know, Monster Hunter experience. So. Yeah, um, it, it does look cool. It looks like it's a lot more rooted in the japanese it is um mythology i don't know it is which is interesting because monster hunter portable third which never came out here was basically as this game is for world it was that game for try on the wii okay so it came out after try on the wii but it was only in japan on psp but it it was different but had like the same monsters and different locales you know it's it's all kind of confusing but try or portable third was very similar it had like a very japanese kind of feeling to it so i think that's why they never brought it here which i don't really understand because people here like love japanese stuff yeah it's it seems to be very similar in that aspect but it's got monsters from world it's got like i said that new kind of grappling hook thing apparently the grappling hook like gives you more combos and stuff yeah that's what i was watching the trailer dude the dude grapples back and then hits an aerial combo with it which is pretty neat. I'm excited for it. I, I, uh, I've been dying for a full on like new Monster Hunter for Switch because as much as I love Generations Ultimate, like you, it's just impossible to go back after playing yeah. World. Those games are so like janky and rough by comparison. Oh yeah, World's great. You know, I, yeah. I had never really gotten into Monster Hunter before, and I, I really liked my experience with World. Yeah, I mean, World is the quality of life stuff that World introduced is. You know, some people complained about the content. I think I mentioned that before at launch, like the content in the game was a little lacking, but like still the the quality quality of life stuff that they introduced made that game play better than anything like drastically that they had released before. So I'm super excited for it. I uh, I really can't wait. I'm excited to have something I can play. I think I brought up before that Andy and I like don't like to come sit in the office after like a day of work and play Monster Hunter on our PS4 together as as much as we love that game, like sometimes it's hard for us to just come sit in here at the desk even more. Yeah. Have you messed with the remote play thing at all that we? I still about? haven't tried it. I still haven't tried it. I think I need to do that. Rushed. We haven't really been playing it much this last couple of weeks, but I need to try it. I finally get Monster Hunter. Now you're gonna move on to another another Monster Hunter <laughs> game. This is great. This is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, right after you sold your Switch. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm never gonna get that now. But you gotta no. get back into Final Fantasy 14 so we can do stuff. I know. Come on. Well, Andy and I are working on finishing up Monster Hunter. We got a, a few more monsters to fight and, and get through, but once we're done, I, I definitely want to... I think that's what we're going to do is probably jump back into 14 and, and focus on that solely until 
Monster yeah. Hunter Rise comes out. Because now she can get into Heaven's Word a lot faster because mm-hmm. uh, they smushed the Realm Reborn story. Yeah. So they announced that, and uh, they also announced Monster Hunter Stories 2. Oh, which... yeah. I didn't like the first one. Yeah, I just bought it. So I, I this is actually one of the few I have not played, um, and I actually didn't own it. So I'm, I'm going to try it. We'll see what happens. It, from what I've heard, it's a little more kitty. Like, it's definitely for younger kids, kind of like Yokai watches. Yeah. But... It's just like you capture the the monsters and raise them sort of like Pokemon, but I I thought it was very lacking, and I played it on my yeah. 2ds. And I just wasn't I wasn't crazy about it. I probably still yeah. have it actually. So I'm gonna I, I'm gonna give it a shot, but the trailer for this one looks really really good. Honestly, the art style looks mm-hmm. really phenomenal for a Switch game. So we'll see. But that's really all I have to say about that one, just because I haven't I haven't played the first. But yeah, I'm surprised you never played Monster Hunter Stories. Yeah, you know I wanted to, and I just never I don't know I never got around to it. I think it. it I know it was later in the 3DS's life cycle. So it came a point where I was just like, I am so sick of playing this thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. The 3DS was alive way too long, dude. Yeah. Which, speaking of, we're not going to talk about it, but they uh, discontinued the 3DS this week, finally. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. It's, it's done. The 3DS era is long gone. It's time to move on, bud. It's yep. time to move on. I moved on but... like eight years ago. <laughs> That's my that's my spiel about Monster Hunter Rise though. I'm I'm very excited for it and curious to see more. I know this weekend is TGS. I know they're going to be doing like an hour long panel on it. So I'm very curious to see what they announce and what they show. You know, speaking of the 3DS, I I think it's really funny. Everyone seems to forget the 3DS like almost failed. Andy and I were just talking about that earlier. I was like, no yeah. one talks about that anymore. Like, I remember wor- working at GameStop when it came out, and I'm like, this thing's a piece of garbage. <laughs> like, I hated the 3DS. And then, like, and, like we could not sell them. We, we had stockpiles of 3DSs when I worked at GameStop, and we couldn't sell them until they lowered the price by us. They lowered it by like 100 bucks, didn't they? they it was like- originally $250. Yeah. And then they lowered it to, I think it was 170 yeah, that which is like oh, really cheap. Dollar, and it was within six months. Yeah, that they lowered that by that much because they're like, oh crap, no one's buying this. Yeah. So no, I, I mean it's crazy how things could have changed had they not. Oh yeah, I think I think the Vita would have would have done a lot better as well if they mm-hmm. hadn't done that. Um, and did they do that for the Wii U? I, I don't, don't think so. Think so. I they definitely dropped the price at one point, but I think it was only by like fifty dollars, and it was like a couple years into its life cycle. Oh yeah, uh, I generated an article in twenty thirteen, August twenty eighth, twenty thirteen, and Nintendo's announced a fifty dollar price drop for Wii U. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do more and, I mean, and they try to sell them. The thing is, I mean, the Wii U is a horrible system. You know, it it just doesn't. The it's gamepad so feels bad. like a Fisher Price toy, but the thing I will say, and I, I'm f- glad all this stuff is coming to Switch, but it had some amazing games. I mean, it really did for for a Nintendo fan at least. It had a, a lot of really really good games, and so it's it's good at least that they're coming out on Switch. I know people complain that it's like a lot of ports on Switch, but realistically, like nobody played them. That that's right, and like I w- that's what I was super happy about with Switch as well, because like there was a yeah. lot of games. For instance, Bayonetta two, I finally got to yeah. play it on Switch because. It only came out on Wii U, and I refused to buy a Wii U. Yeah, they were way too expensive for what they were, and I they, they came out like in the like way too late, and it was a weird console, man. The Wii U was so weird. It's uh, odd, and uh, I'm certainly gonna keep mine because I feel like it's gonna be kind of that like Dreamcast kind of system where like 
people think of it fondly for the games, but it's just, I mean, it's forgotten, and it, which is crazy because it's only been three years since the Switch has been out. Yeah, but the Switch is so good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the Switch is, for me at least, like I play my Switch more than anything easily, but it's just the flexibility of it. And yeah. I, again, I know, I understand that the games aren't for everybody, but I, I really love the Switch. So anyways, speaking of Microsoft... <laughs> Speaking of Microsoft now owning one of the largest publishers in video games, um, this week Microsoft bought ZeniMax, which is the company that owns Bethesda. So now Microsoft spent $7.5 billion and purchased essentially the licenses for Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Doom, Dishonored, Wolfenstein, Prey, Rage, Evil Within, Quake, Starfield, and every associated development team. There's there's a lot to this story. There's a lot yeah. to it. And I think the first thing that a lot of people are gonna get from reading that headline is, wait, someone owned Bethesda? <laughs> you know, like, I I really yeah. don't think many people knew about Zenimax Studios. Yeah. It was just Bethesda. They're like, oh, yeah. oh I, I guess I never knew that. Which is interesting too when you think about like all the stuff that Bethesda owned. Like mm-hmm. it just like stacks and stacks and stacks. Well, like it, I, the only reason I knew about Zenimax. I, I still don't think I would have known about them mm-hmm. was because Elder Scrolls Online was published under ZeniMax and not really Bethesda. Hmm. Everything everything went through ZeniMax instead That's of Bethesda on Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, it was really, really strange. Um, but, God, yeah, there, there, there's so much to this story because I remember this rumor sparking up. Do you remember this this rumor sparking up like maybe three, four months ago? Yeah. And it, and it turned out, we're like, oh, it must be false. And then it turns out either that rumor was true then or Microsoft just randomly decided to buy Bethesda now. Yeah. But I, I, I'm, I have a feeling that Microsoft was trying to buy them back then, and they finally closed the deal now mm-hmm. and got to announce it. But there was another thing that came out. I, I don't. I should have marked the tweet down. But um, Microsoft also said that they didn't buy Bethesda for exclusivity. So yeah. I don't think right. that those games are going to be exclusive to Xbox, which I think a lot of people are talking yeah. about. And what um, I've been reading, I think it was, uh, who was it, Pete Hines? He's like the CEO or something of Bethesda. I don't, I don't remember who exactly, what exactly he, how he fits into the role. I know he's like an executive though. But he said, if I'm not mistaken, that it would be like on a case-to-case basis. Like it would depend on the game. Yeah, he's the vice so, president. Like I can't imagine like Elder Scrolls Six or Starfield are going to come out and only be on Xbox. Like there's just no reason for them to do that. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Microsoft's moving more into the content realm. Yes. And I think they might start coming, going away from the console. I the, think the, you're the right. Physical hardware. It, that makes sense. Um, because there's... Because how much did they spend? It was like $7 billion on Bethesda? 7.5 yeah 7.5 billion, billion dollars that is dude that is so much money to buy yeah. something for like that is a, a ridiculous amount of money they have to make that money back yeah so i don't see them trying to make the xbox exclusive for their games yeah. but also this just solidifies to me what i've been saying for like a year or two now that i think starfield is either going to get delayed until after the elder school six or canceled because We've seen this time and time again where like Microsoft buys Bethesda and they need to make that money back somehow. Mm-hmm. They, they need to start seeing revenue from that purchase. 
The Elder Scrolls Six is a guaranteed money maker. Yeah. Where Starfield, you know, it's not like Bethesda's made a lot of games, but really the Fallout and Elder Scrolls are like they're big money makers, you mm-hmm. know, and they shouldn't, in a business sense, focus on a new IP that doesn't relate to their big money makers before they have, you know, the next Elder Scrolls come out because it's been yeah. almost a decade now since the last Elder Scrolls came out, which is um, crazy. Yeah, it is crazy because people still play Skyrim. <laughs> I'm like it's like I'm like it's time to move on. Like, like people that play Skyrim now are, are kind of frustrating. Just want, to, just want to point it out there. I never beat that game, and I have been thinking about going back oh to it at some God, point. God, no! no! I'm one of those people, Seth. No, stop! <laughs> it's time to let it go, man. You gotta let it yeah. go. And move on. No, it's very. I, I think you're right. I, I think certainly, like you know, I'm curious about Starfield, but if they really want to make their money back immediately, like certainly Elder Scrolls is the way to do that. I, I was just curious, not that this like equates, but um, I looked up how much Sony spent on Insomniac because I want to say that was their most recent purchase and it was $229 million Yeah, nothing. Compared to $7.5 Pennies in a barrel, dude. Yeah, crazy. Nothing. I mean, I know it's a lot more titles and properties and development teams, but still, that's like, it's it's a massive difference. Yeah. So... I think it's absolutely fascinating, though. And I don't know if you've seen this. I mean, this might just be people trolling. But today, there's been tweets going around about, like, Microsoft buying Sega. I've been like, why would Microsoft do that? And Nintendo. (laughs) Yeah. So, no, I certainly think you're right, though. I think they're kind of in the the area now, and it's clear with, you know, them doing PC and console with their games that they just want to get their games out there for people to play. I mean, honestly, and I know Colin has brought this up before, but... He had said at one point he had heard that Master Chief Collection they were trying to put on PS4. Yeah. And I would not be surprised by that. I mean, we look at the Switch. Last Friday, they announced Ori 2 for a Switch. And or the first game's on Switch. Cuphead is on Switch. Like, these are pretty big, like, Microsoft titles that are now on Switch. So Yeah, I, I'm having a problem, though, with the Game Pass thing because Game Pass is too good of a deal it's too good i think the price is gonna go up i, th- I really do it like right. and i think they're gonna do it little by little like like netflix did i think i think netflix set a scary precedent where every three or so years they'd be like we're raising it a dollar and you're yeah. like you're like well i watch netflix so much i don't care if they raise it another dollar yeah. and originally when you were paying seven dollars for netflix all of a sudden now you're paying like 15 dollars a month for netflix. yes they double their 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 cost on you and you, you didn't really realize it you know but well, there was something recently, there was a story and I don't know who it was, but somebody from Sony, I guess, was asked about if they would do something similar to Game Pass. And they said they would not because it was there was no way it would be profitable. Yeah, I, and I don't think it is profitable. There's yeah. no way it is, dude. There's no way, especially now that all the Bethesda's games are going to be on Game Pass. I'm like, you guys just spent seven and a half billion dollars. You've got to make the money back. What are you going to do? You know, I just don't see how it's profitable. I think it was Sea of Thieves or something. There was some big title that was like an Xbox Studios game that released recently. And like, I want to say they said like three or four million people like played it through Game Pass. And that's like potentially not that all of those people would have bought that game, but at least probably like two million copies that they like, you know, lost $60 to. And instead, yeah, that's get it through Game Pass. That's a lot. That's like a, that's a lot, man. I, I'd be curious. I don't know if they've said how many people are actively subscribed to Game Pass. I'd be curious to know that number. But no, I mean, they already said, uh, I, think it 
think it was it was uh, Todd Howard. I think he already said that that Elder Scrolls Six and Starfield would be on Game Pass. Yeah, more. that's what that's what they were saying is that they're they're going to be on on which is like uh, absurd, dude. There's just no there's no way Game Pass stays this cheap. There's no way it's impossible. Well, and you when you think about the amount of copies that Skyrim sold when that game came out, like to think that they would potentially lose, like let's just throw PC out of the the equation. Or I guess PC too, because Game Game Pass is on PC. So essentially, you would make a third of that money potentially that you would made with Skyrim because it's only PlayStation. Like that's the only system that people can just straight up buy these games on, and not have Game Pass. Like it's just crazy. I I don't I really don't know how it works. And so, I, I really love to see the the behind the scenes of of the business of Game Pass. Skyrim sold ten million copies in its first year, which is six hundred million dollars. Yeah, gross. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man i mean either way i did not expect to wake up and see this i oh yeah it's crazy news. buying bethesda it's was huge. like the last thing i expected to see it's i think huge. this is by far one of the largest things to ever happen I it mean, makes sense um because it was only in the ps3 area that Beth- era that bethesda games really started coming on on the playstation though as well yeah. and they sucked on playstation you always want to play bethesda on. games on yeah. xbox you know yeah um like like because I remember playing my original Xbox and, and the memories I had with like like Morrowind and stuff on it. like that was Morrowind was the game I wanted on Xbox that was the game you know mm-hmm. and I, I put so much time into that game on Xbox but uh, yeah it's cool man I'm surprised Bethesda sold to be honest yeah I was a little shocked by that too I was like uh, I was a little surprised they didn't just refuse but, but for seven and a half billion dollars by you those those stockholders were getting paid i'm telling you what well and it makes sense i mean we had heard in the last year i don't know if you kept up with these rumors that much as much but i had heard from a few people on twitter and stuff that they were considering buying ea at one point uh obviously within the last couple months we had heard um about wb when when at&t was trying to sell them so I mean it's it's pretty obvious they were like trying to find somebody huge to buy. And I think they chose correctly. I think I'm very curious to see what happens moving forward. Um I know they said it's essentially gonna be the same Bethesda. Like they're not really gonna be changing anything. I hope it's not the same Bethesda. I would rather yeah. them take control and be like, all right, listen, guys. We know everyone loves your games and your quirky nature, yeah. but we your games are, are going to run from now on. I would love them to just do that, like at least. Yeah. You know? Well, a part of this announcement was uh, Todd Howard coming out and saying they're like making one of the largest leaps like ever on their engine. But considering their engine has never uh, been good, I don't really know what that's going to mean. It's been the same engine for twenty five years. You know. I mean, it's like when Telltale came out and they were like, "Yeah, our next end, like our new engine is going to be awesome," and it was like. Their Telltale games are still just a, a mess sometimes. So. <laughs> you mean were? Well, were, yeah. But they came back, right? I don't, they kind of, I don't really know what happened. They said season I'm, three was going to come out this year. There for was Batman, rumor. yeah. I'm not really sure what happened. I don't know if they actually came back or if like somebody kind of brought them into their team. I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, a year after Telltale games shut down. It was like revived, but we don't really, they haven't really done anything since. All right. Well, speaking of uh, Xbox here, let's jump yeah. into my story that I want to talk about, <laughs> which is it sure looks like people are buying Xbox One X by mistake because it's um, spot on Amazon soared 
by 431% today, which, where was it yesterday? It was even, it was today, but it was even more actually. By the end of the day, it was like 732% was what I read. So I wonder, I'm on Amazon right now and I just type in Xbox. What's the first thing that comes up? Xbox One, one terabyte. (laughs) All you see is Xbox Ones, dude. I'm willing to bet that this is what happened. There's not a it's Series not X in, 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 in sight on, on, on here if That's I type crazy. in Xbox. People were definitely buying Xbox Ones by accident. I'm genuinely curious how many people this is. Like, oh, it I, had to be so many. I mean, it's crazy. To soar 700% on the day on the day the Series X was coming out, which apparently was a huge yeah. crapshoot, just like the Sony one was. It, it was. And they were it they was. were making fun of PlayStation as well, but it's like... Uh, this is just what happens. Like, like retailers can't handle the traffic. I mean, it was awful. I, I did try it, even though I was like, I'm not going to get next gen. I did try it just to, you know, kind of see if I could get my hands on one. But no, I literally could not. No. Um, and I'm fine, dude. I'm, I'm fine with it. No. I mean, I tweeted out earlier as a joke, but it, partially serious. Like, yeah. I'm, I am glad that the pre-orders just didn't work because it was like, now I literally can't buy one. And so yeah. I had to not buy one and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm fine um, with it. Like, I will wait for the the PS5 probably until next year, and I'm cool with it. Yeah, I'll probably get one next Black Friday, maybe if there's some good deals on it. But no, I mean, you know, it's just the more I've been seeing of this stuff. You know, I looked at the Xbox, and truthfully, there's like a couple games that are only coming out on Series X. But like, I can play everything on my my xbox currently and same thing with the playstation the only thing that's exclusive is like demon souls and i mean i haven't even beat bloodborne i still want to play dark souls remastered so that's like way down on my list but yeah um now to be fair it, it there's there's no confirmed reports that people are buying xbox ones by mistake yeah but you have to imagine with the Xbox Series X just coming out on pre-order and the xbox one soaring and and popularity on amazon and when you type in amazon xbox the only thing that comes up is xbox one <laughs> people are definitely buying xbox ones and i can't imagine like trying to pre-order an xbox one or an xbox series x and thinking you got one and then an xbox one shows up at your house like in two days and you're like oh wow that came so fast oh wait crap i bought the wrong one that, that would suck that'd be terrible i mean it's the naming conventions of of xbox and it's been like this since the xbox one launched but they're just abysmal i mean people make fun of nintendo for like the wii u and the new 3ds but like this is pretty awful too the new 3ds is definitely the worst one i've ever seen oh, certainly. but th- that that was a one-time thing i actually think like the wii and the wii u like aren't as, as terrible as yeah. as people make it out to be but xbox Xbox 360, then to Xbox One, then to One X, and then the to Series is, X and Series S. It doesn't make any sense. The 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 issue is there is that it's the, the I mean the One X and Series X like they're they're both the same letter at the end. Yeah. And people just don't like it. Just doesn't work that way. I don't know. Seth and I were talking beforehand. I was like, why not just stick with numbers? I just don't understand why anyone I tries to do anything other than numbers, unless it's like the switch or something. Or like, it's obviously the switch. Like there's no other switch with the, with the way Microsoft is doing it. I almost wonder if like a year model would be better for them. You know, like the That's Xbox, true. the Xbox 2020. Yeah. 
honestly, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Because people keep track of it with cars, right? Like yeah. um, the Camaros, like the, like the ones I'm looking to buy. Like, there's like the 2020 Camaro LT, 2020 Camaro SS, the ZL1, yeah. and people keep them straight. I imagine they could they could do this with like consoles too. Xbox 2020 X and S. Yeah. Easy work, you know. I mean, I think they've got to do something. There, I if they come out in four years and they're like, "Yep, here's the." xbox series xs or some garbage i'm just gonna roll my eyes like i already have been for the past five years ever (laughs) eight years or whatever it's been since they announced the xbox one which still doesn't make sense xbox series x (laughs) one they just keep going down the line xbox series one x (laughs) they just like see how many times they can like move the same letters around yeah yeah I mean, it's just, it's crazy. It, it is absolutely crazy. But, you know, it seemed like today at least some people got their pre-orders in. And I don't know. I'm I'm curious, like, how bad it was compared to the PS5 because I didn't even try with the PS5. But I heard both were just abysmal. So, but it, I, it like, it reminded me of, like, why I never buy systems at launch. Like, I just don't want to deal with this. I bought my PS4 at launch. And I think I've told this before. I played almost nothing for the first year. Yep. And for the first year, I, I pretty much just played Final Fantasy fourteen on it, which was great, you know, because it was a lot better than it was on PS3. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much it, man. I played Infamous Second Son and didn't like it. What a man. disappointment that game is. I hate that game so much. It's the game that killed Infamous. I mean, I know some people speak highly of it, and I just don't see how. Like, I don't know if they just didn't play 1 and 2 or, like, what the deal is. But it's just, gameplay-wise, it's good. But the story is like such a disappointment compared to to Infamous 2 and 1 even. I mean, Infamous 1 had a great story. It's a little janky now, gameplay-wise. Oh my wise, god, but, yeah. Infamous, uh, Infamous 2's story is amazing. Yes. I love it. But I, And that was not the only game with that issue because Killzone, obviously, Killzone. at launch, like, that story in that game was atrocious. And I love Killzone 2 and 3, but the, I played through Shadowfall and I was like, what is this? disgusting piece I thought of it was it was fine until the end dude it was yeah. fine until yeah, the end right. who wrote that ending <laughs> it's, uh, he's a madman he stopped like we can't let this go on <laughs> well and what's crazy is like that game came out and then they made horizon which like you know i'm not big on but obviously people like the story in it yeah and I think the uh, really good. They, they made a really good turnaround i don't know if it was a different script writer i'm assuming it was but god i hope so <laughs> I hope that, that dude who wrote the script for Shadowfall never gets a job again. Because <laughs> I, I would even argue that it was good up until that point. Yeah, I would agree yeah. with you. Because I was, I, I will be honest and say I was enjoying it until that ending happened. And I was like, this is the worst freaking game I've ever played. <laughs> I was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> I'm disgusted for for playing this. It was like they had gotten the game finished until that point, And they're like, yeah. they hit a they deadline. Like a, they brought in like a four-year-old and they were like, hey. Imagine like uh, the ending of something that would like make you hate that that comic or or children's <laughs> movie or whatever it be for the rest of your life. Oh yeah, Write that out for us. Oh yeah, because that's what it was. I it's mean, it Ryan was Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They wanted to subvert your expectations. Yeah, and they did. Who oh, did they ever? <laughs> it's it's a very pretty game though. I'll give it that. Oh, it's it gorgeous. Yeah, very pretty game. But yeah, I uh, you know I don't want to spend too much time just being like yeah i don't want to get a next gen system but you know i'm content with what i have i'm 
as a Nintendo fan, I am excited for a lot of stuff on Switch this fall, and that's really all I need. And by the time Monster Hunter comes out next year, like I'm really not going to need much else, especially if I'm playing that and Final Fantasy. Like I'm, I am so good. <laughs> oh yeah, but we got a lot of work to do in Final Fantasy. Yeah, me and you. We, we got we got a lot of stuff to take care of. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Don't you worry you know, about it. Uh, just talking about the PS3 version, though, I'll never forget when we used to play that. And um, I think it was at the time. I don't remember if we had just not really gotten to the end of the game or what it was, but I remember we would all, or at least me and Blake would go to fight Odin. And uh, like, he would like randomly appear in like, uh, Oh yeah. Lamia yeah. Or what, or not Lamia. Right. What's no, that? Gridania. Gridania. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the frame rate was Would, so bad when like 300 people got around yeah dude, it still is like like i remember i did it on ps4 yeah my ps4 pro uh yeah. just, just probably two years in the, like a year ago and it still dropped to like three <laughs> frames a second i'm like oh my god this is so bad because <laughs> people just do it because it's fun now because like, like yeah there's yeah, like, like no reason to do it anymore yeah you're like like the whole server will, will collide on this one point and and yeah you know, you're talking thousands of people probably now because yeah. everyone has access to flying mounts and teleportation there that when it comes across in chat in like a major city or something it's like chains and did they add uh flying to the old areas yep okay i thought they were was yep. that with the new patch yeah that was the new patch yeah. so now as long as you beat the story you can just fly around in there oh cool so you don't have to go do those stupid ether currents or whatever nope not not in the uh in nice. realm of born which is yeah which is really cool which cuts even more time out of the uh the post patch content so yeah that's true yes yeah, so they, they squished it by a whole bunch and they also added flying and a way to teleport to um the rising no yeah it's the rising sands remember, oh thank god yeah i remember you oh had to like god. yeah you teleported to horizon and you had to run all the way Dude. there you know, you can talk all day about flying and all this, like cutting this story <laughs> and condensing it, but that thing like has me more excited than anything else. <laughs> yeah, because you don't you have to run there. The, what was it, Horizon? I think you had to teleport yeah, it was to and walk like a mile north. That yeah. was like the only way to get there. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is, but they did add a way to teleport there. Okay, so that's pretty sweet. And, and they did. They did it by, and they didn't add a crystal there either. I don't think they just interesting. They just added a way to teleport. I haven't looked into it too much. I never have to go there anymore. But yeah, yeah. But when you're doing like this, the Realm Reborn and the the post content, like in between that and Heaven's Word, like you're going there like nonstop. So yeah, it's, they do uh, they do end up fixing that later on in the story, which I'm not. I'm sure you've got to. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I really want to go back to that game. I really do miss it. I, I'm gonna keep talking about, about it until you finally break. <laughs> i know and uh i'm just you know i'm like i said we're playing monster hunter right now but the second we're done i am the second we're done it, so beats the final boss of monster hunter immediately boots up final <laughs> fantasy there's there's no not even like a like a pee break in between it's just like all right it's time to go yeah so one of these days though i need to i need to make sure i get on whenever they bring back the monster hunter event because you can get rathalos as a mount in final fantasy which is awesome you like fight rathalos or something i never got to it but yeah yeah that's enough of that final fantasy talk and we will wrap up the show <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um no questions this week again i'm disappointed in all of you 
Oh, did you, did you fix the bit.ly link yet? I think I did. Let me make sure I did. Can, can you type it in lowercase? Yeah, that's what I'm trying right now. So yes, there's uh, you can send in questions, obviously, to our nice. email, which is... Yes, it does work. Cool. You can send in questions to our email, which is obviously frameskippodcast at gmail.com. Or you can fill out the new question form, which all you got to do is go on your browser and type in bit.ly slash frameskipq. That's B-I-T dot L-Y. So it's bit dot L-Y bit.ly slash frameskip q and it now no longer matters uh what's capitalized the only thing i would say <laughs> is probably don't like only capitalize the f in frame and then nothing else like it either has to be the f capitalized the s capitalized and the q capitalized or just nothing all lowercase so i'd recommend just doing all lowercase but go there <laughs> you can submit questions there's just kind of a form that fills out it asks you for your name and whatever comment or question you have and we'll get it and answer it so do that obviously you can send in questions to on our social media you can follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash pod you can follow us on twitter at frameskippod and instagram at frameskippod which again i think i mentioned this last week but i've literally had the instagram running for like the last five months and i just realized it was not in the document until last week so <laughs> It's it's there. All I do is post the picture, the thumbnail whenever the show goes live, but it's there. And um, on Twitter, by the way, in case you guys want some more content, apparently Coach is now using it as his personal Twitter. I saw that. I was like, all right, I'm so, I'm, I'm a little confused, but I like it. I'm I don't down know. with it. I'm down with it. Yeah, dude, for you sure. Know, when, when Frame Skip is tweeting out that Frame Skip is at the Cowboys game, like... <laughs> And Frameskip is going to be teaching his students in a couple weeks, you know? Hey, I don't man. know. It's cool. I'm, I'm down with it. I'm down with it. Yeah. So I guess if you want to follow Coach, follow at FrameskipPod on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Obviously, you can find the show pretty much anywhere. There is a new place you can find us this week, and that is on Amazon Music Podcasts, which just launched this week. I submitted the podcast to go live with it when it launched. So that is now a thing. You can now find us on Amazon Music. Obviously, aside from that, we're on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart, TuneIn, and YouTube. So you can go to any of those places, find us. Do leave a review for the show if you're able to. I'm not sure if you can do that on Amazon Music Podcasts. I have not checked out their new podcast section. Um, But you certainly can on Podbean and... I want to say you can on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. So leave us a review on any of those platforms. And then personal Twitters. Seth is at Seth S. Taylor. Elijah is at Local Lizard Man. I am at Austin J. Eller. And I think that's it for this week, guys. So again, thank you all for listening. Share the show with your friends. Smash that like button. Smash it. Hit the notification bell. Oh, wait. Never mind. Well, actually, actually, wait a second. Do hit that notification bell because Seth has been making videos on our YouTube channel. I have. I've been killing it out there. So go to, I guess we don't have a custom link on YouTube because we don't have enough subscribers, but go find us on YouTube and uh, watch Seth's lit videos, as the kids (laughs) like to say. They're hella good. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so... That's it for this week, guys, and we will see you next week for some more craziness. Maybe Elijah and Coach will not be dead. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take a guess and say that they are still banned from the show. <laughs> Just banned for the, end of, for the rest of time. See you guys. Keep on gaming.
Peace out.